Welcome to Bathing with God. Listener Mailbag. Listener Mailbag. Hey, Quad. Hey, what? We have another listener question. Yes, I know. This one comes from Nick. Nick says, Hey, Glenn, I'm loving your Bathing with God podcast. I just thought of a question for Quad. Have you ever asked Quad about the Akashic Records or astrology? How are they so precise and accurate? Thanks. So, Quad, tell me about the Akashic Records and astrology. How are they so precise and accurate? Are they? I don't know. Nick seems to think so. Well, that's part of your answer right there. A pretty big one, too. What is? That Nick thinks they are precise and accurate. It's called confirmation bias. Everybody has it. Everybody does it. It's the tendency of people to interpret information based on their deep-seated beliefs and to turn a blind eye to anything that might contradict those beliefs. The assumptions, beliefs, and expectations that you have about the world around you determines your experience. It is why psychologists and New Age weirdos alike say that your thoughts create your reality. A better way to say that is that your thoughts create your experience of reality. And Nick thinks Akashic Records and Astrology are precise and accurate, so they are, for him. Yeah, that sounds a little dismissive, Quad. I'm not sure Nick will like that answer very much. Really? What is dismissive about it? You're basically saying that they aren't really accurate, but since Nick thinks they are, he's fooling himself. Are you sure that's what I'm saying? I don't know any other way to take it. I see. And what does that tell you about your own confirmation bias? No, we're not going to turn this onto me again. There are a lot of people who claim to give accurate information from astrology and the Akashic Records. They predict things that don't come true. They make claims that are just flat out impossible or wrong. It's not always precise and accurate. And that can't just be because of what people expect to believe. There are real frauds and con men out there who prey upon beliefs like this. You really believe that strongly, don't you? I don't have to believe it. It's just an obvious fact. I bet that you see a lot of confirmation for that obvious fact, don't you? Yeah, I see what you're trying to do here, Quad. But you're not going to convince me that I'm wrong about this. How could I? You're firm in your beliefs. So firm that you don't even recognize them as beliefs. This is exactly what confirmation bias does. Great, so you're saying that I'm foolish now. Slow down, big guy. I'm not calling you foolish. But I see why you would think that. The term confirmation bias is often used by skeptics as a weapon against believers. You've had it used against you that way enough times in the past to develop a sensitivity to any accusation of having confirmation bias. But any honest skeptic would have to admit that if confirmation bias is a real thing at all, then it is a real thing for everyone, for them as well. Confirmation bias simply means that you see what you believe is possible to see, and you don't see what you think is impossible to see. Of course, what you think is possible or impossible is actually irrelevant to the objective existence of outside reality. 
but it is very relevant to what you allow yourself to see about that outside objective reality. So no, I do not think you are foolish. It is never foolish to believe that things that cannot be proven to be impossible are possibly possible, even if they may be highly improbable. And the Akashic records and astrology cannot be proven to be impossible, so there is nothing foolish about being curious about what they are and open to hearing more about other people's experiences with them. Okay, fine. I, I honestly don't really know much about the Akashic records or astrology, so, quad, as my divine imagination, can you show me what my confirmation bias is blinding me to? Can you paint a world for me where these things have some real, tangible essence that could be considered precise and accurate? With pleasure. Let's start by examining your worldview. That is where your confirmation bias is coming from. So tell me, do you accept that everything is energy? I accept that everything is made from energy, from electrons and quarks that form different kinds of atoms, the basic elements of nature, and that those atoms form everything else, but that doesn't mean that everything the atoms form are energy. What is it then? How can a snowman made of snow be anything other than snow? Well, because my flesh and bones are made from atoms, but they're material things. Solid, tangible matter, not ethereal energy. That is your confirmation bias talking again. The words and concepts you grew up with formed a deep-seated belief in your psyche that there is a difference between energy and matter. But that difference is strictly semantic. It is only a distinction in words. And those words are only describing different forms and manifestations of energy. There is no material in existence that is not, at its very core, energy. Energy acts in different ways, in different contexts. You see ample evidence for that in all the varieties of things that you directly experience every minute of every day. Fine. So just for the sake of moving forward with this, let's say that I accept that everything is energy. What does that have to do with the Akashic Records or astrology? Well, if you accept that everything is energy, and you imagine that energy as a winding, twisting, bubbling sea of different kinds of atoms that make up your body and everything around you, then maybe you could imagine a world that is, essentially, pixelated. Like the tiny pixels in a photograph, or on your computer screen. All of existence is a sea of pixelated energy interacting with itself. One continuous flowing field of interconnected pattern of energetic pixels. Can you imagine that? Yeah, it's kind of like what Neo saw in the Matrix. Sure, if that helps. Still, what does this have to do with the Akashic Records or astrology? Patience, Iago. I'm getting there. First, you need to readjust your worldview to understand that everything fits into this sea of energy. That all of this energy exists in swirling, pixelated patterns. And then, add time to it. The flow of time. One moment to the next. If you freeze one moment, you see where the atoms are in space and time. Including the atoms that are you and all the pixelated energy of all of the things in the environment immediately around you. Then, advance the frame to the next moment, and the next, and the next, 
You can imagine this energy pattern moving, right? Sure. But that movement is an illusion. It is a result of how the energy that is doing you has evolved over millennia into eyes and ears and nervous systems that detect a minor sliver of all of this energy's oscillating frequencies within a certain range of conscious awareness through your sensory organs, but also evolve to be absolutely blind to everything else outside the frequencies you cannot naturally detect. Part of this means your sensory organs perceive time as a constant rate of forward motion, moment to moment. But as Einstein correctly intuited, all time exists all the time. Every atom in its place in time, every energetic pixel, in every position and every location in every frozen moment of time, whether you wind it forward or backward or simply experience it all at once, as several other forms of life have evolved to do that you are simply not aware of. Because everything that exists has its own unique conscious experience of what it is and what it is doing and how it fits into this sea of pixelated energy. These pixels themselves, through their own awareness, form repetitive habits of behavior, interacting with their environment in ways that form clumps, groups of pixels cooperating together, cooperating to create other clumps of other conscious entities, atoms becoming molecules, molecules becoming proteins and cells. You can look in a science book and understand the way that atoms ultimately cooperate to create the cells and organs that make you a living, multicellular organism, but you have no way of knowing what it is like to be each of those atoms or cells, what they experience, what they feel, what drives and motivates them to do what they do that result in everything you see around you. But they do exist, and they do interact with their environment, and they do learn from that interaction, and they do store a memory in the form of intelligence, and they use that intelligence to evolve into everything that you see around you, as well as everything that you do not. For within this massive sea of pixelated energy that is only partially visible to you, there are many other forms of intelligent, living, existing, experiencing clumps of energy that exist outside of your narrow range of perception, but crisscross and intersect with your daily realities in the same way that millions of neutrinos pass through your bodies without any conscious awareness. So now imagine every one of those pixels and the data and experience they experience being frozen in a single moment of space-time, existing as it has always existed, as it will always exist, all time existing all the time, which also includes infinitely expanding alternate realities. Anything that could possibly be imagined exists within the fabric of this pixelated energy field, even if only in the form of the unique energetic snowflake pattern of firing synapses that form within a human mind. You have a constant fireworks display occurring in that electrical storm you call a brain, and that fireworks display in your brain is just as much a part of this sea of pixelated energy as everything else, and it also always exists all the time. That is what the Akashic Record is. That is why anything that can be possibly imagined by the human mind can be considered to be real, 
It either exists as a real series of firework display synaptic firing thoughts in a human mind, which also includes larger patterns of synaptic firings when thoughts are shared by multiple human minds, or it exists as one of the infinite alternate realities which would logically be a part of an infinitely expanding multiverse where every potential iteration of the pixelated energies exist all at once. But for today, let's just chalk it all up to the power of human imagination to push the boundaries of imagination itself. Uh-huh. So, the Akashic Record is... Imaginary access to that tiny slice of everything called the human collective unconscious, dialed into focus through confirmation bias by a genuine belief in a metaphysical record of all things, powerfully fueled by a beautiful, courageous, artistically acrobatic free-fall leap of faith, soaring high above the chasm of uncertainty, alight the wings of imagination. Well, that's clear as mud. To those who have ears to hear. And noses to smell. So, what about astrology? What about it? How is it possible? Or even accurate and precise? For the exact same reasons I just so eloquently stated above. If you do say so yourself. I do. But this might help with the astrology bit. Imagine that you have created a large quilt, made completely out of threaded beads. You and three of your best friends hold this beaded quilt at all four corners. Imagine that each bead is an atom, or a molecule, or a cell, or a multicellular organism like humans, or a solar system, or a galaxy. Each bead is a clump of patterned energy. And when you and your friends shake the four corners and move rhythmically in patterns, twisting in all kinds of directions, like the regular natural cycle of wave-like patterns of energy as it cycles its twisted way through the universe, through space and time, like the ocean flows in predictable tidal rhythms due to its gravitational relationship to your moon. You and your friends' movements are doing this to your beaded quilt. Now, freeze the frame. And imagine that one of those beads in the center of the quilt represents the unique clump of energy that is you. And the place it is frozen in space is the place where you were born. And the time when it was frozen is the time when you were born. And the position of you and your friends in relation to that bead is like the position of the planets in relation to you when you were born. Astrology shows you the blueprint of the universe at the time that your clump of energy brought your conscious awareness into this universe. As you and your friends resume your patterned rhythmic dance, the bead that is you moves up and down and in and out just as you do on the planet Earth as you spin around your sun in a solar system that is spinning around in a galaxy. Astrology observes that rhythmic motion and remembers the patterns based on the relationship between various clumps of energy. It is also a guess, also an art form, also a way of finding, creating, and expressing significant meaning into the world. These are not ways to predict the future, these are ways of inner self-examination. These are ways of waking up to the truth of who and what you really are. An energetic clump, an energetic bead in an energetic ocean. Dancing, all bits and pieces of you existing 
all the time, forever. Dude, what have you been smoking? Nothing but pure imagination. Want some? Thank you for listening to Bathing with God. If you like what you just heard and would like to purchase a print or Kindle version of the complete book, search for it on Amazon.com or go to the website bathingwithgod.com. And if you really, really like what you just heard, share it with someone you love and give me a five-star rating on iTunes or whatever podcasting platform you use. You can also like our Facebook page and subscribe to the Bathing with God YouTube channel. And if you'd like to reach out to me personally, you can email me, Glenn Osland, at bathingwithgod at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you. And probably so would Quad. Oh yeah, bring it. Thanks again for listening to Bathing, Bathing with God. God.